0: all right take your bible turn with me to exodus chapter one please book of exodus chapter number one thank you ladies for singing appreciate the song it's about the cross amen thank god for the cross i saw today an article where they think they might have found the bones of a lady named amelia Earhart. how many of you ever heard of that heard that lady heard her name you liars anyway in 1937 she disappeared flying i think over the pacific ocean something like that but they think they found her bones they're not sure but they think they did And I thought, you know what? You could also go find Muhammad's bones, too. If you want to look hard enough, you could find Buddha's bones, too. But they still hadn't found Jesus' bones, because he's not there. He's risen, amen? And I'm glad thankful for the cross. But what makes the cross so good is what happened after that. I'm glad he lives, amen? What a blessing. conference has been good so far for the part I've got to be here. Good preaching this morning, and good singing, and good crowd. At least 20,000 people here, and what a blessing it is. But anyway, I'm excited about what God's done and for the good attention that you've paid already during the meeting. and looking forward to what the Lord's going to do this evening. Folks here from almost every state. Let's see, I, I live in Kentucky, but I'm from West Virginia, so I still tell people, they say... If you're from West Virginia, raise your hand. Oh, my word, look at that. All right, put, it, put them down. If you're not from West Virginia... But you wish you were. All right, very good. All right, next is chapter number one. <clears throat> Let's read verse number one down through verse number 14. I'm looking forward to hearing the Pastor Fugit preach in just a moment. And he's our pastor and I always enjoy preaching with him and just like to hear him preach and I'm looking forward to that. Verse number one, the Bible said, Now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Jacob Reuben, Sibion, Levi, and Judah. Issachar, Zebulon, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, and multiplied, and waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph... And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more in my ear than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And So get them up out of the land. By the way, let me stop and say this. They enjoyed a little prosperity in Egypt, but the world will always turn on the children of God. The world never has your back. The world's out to get you. And uh, you rest assured, there might be pleasure in sin for a season, but it's a short season. Verse number 12, verse number 11, Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pytham and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. They were grieved because of the children of Israel, and the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, and mortar and brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor." I want you to notice a couple of verses. Verse 6 says, Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. So a generation has passed off the scene. In verse number 7, there's another generation that lived a little while off of the blessing, the faithfulness, the the, the favor of the previous generation. The Bible said the children of Israel were fruitful, they increased abundantly, they multiplied, they waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. But then in verse number eight, the Bible said there arose up a new king over Egypt which knew not Joseph. For many years, for generation even, the people of God had enjoyed some peace. They'd enjoyed some privilege. They'd enjoyed a fruitful existence even in Egypt. All because the truth had been faithfully carried forth, propagated, passed on about this man by the name of Joseph. As long as they knew about Joseph, there was joy, there were blessings. Everything was all right as long as the truth of Joseph wasn't falling in the streets. I kind of see it like this. I, I, I kind of see where maybe a grandpa took the truth of Joseph, passed it to his son, and then that son to the grandson, and on and on. But apparently there'd come a moment somewhere in that line of truth when the ball had been passed and nobody was there to catch it. I mean, the truth of Joseph had flowed for some time, but there came a point where there wasn't a recipient to run with that baton, and it just fell lying there in the street. And when it did, all the bondage came back. All the sorrow, all the heartache, all the, uh, all the paganism of Egypt took over, all because they neglected to carry forth the truth of Joseph. I'm a Christian this evening because somebody before me was a Christian. I'm an independent Baptist because somebody before me was an independent Baptist. We're fundamentalists because there was a crowd before us who were fundamentalists. What we are is what we've been handed. It's been passed down. What I'm interested in tonight is not an athlete or an entertainer or anything like that, but somebody who would go ahead and resolve, I want to carry forth that truth to another generation. I believe we're living in a day where we can see the effects of a world who's almost lost the knowledge of Joseph. I think the truth has fallen in the street for a little while i don't want to preach on this thought someone has to tell the next generation about joseph someone has to tell the next generation about joseph i brought a ball here just to illustrate if this be the truth somebody passed it to us right tonight here's what i want to do i want to pass it to you and i'm praying that some young man will resolve i want to take that truth to another generation some young lady will say i want to take that truth to another generation all right, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer and we we'll get in the message. Lord, I pray you'd help us, please, tonight. God, thank you for what we've been handed, especially here in America. Lord, the truth is readily accessible. We, we know the truth. We have the Word of God here before us. But, God, I pray we wouldn't be content just to have it and hold on to it, but we'd pass it on. And I pray for every young man here, every young lady, God, that you stir their heart for their generation. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The reason I'm here tonight doing what I'm doing is because a generation before me did the same thing. I didn't invent this. I didn't make it up. It's not just something I googled. I didn't just conjure this up in the room before I came. I'm doing what I'm doing tonight because somebody did this before me. I was handed this by a former generation. I'm simply continuing in that which was committed unto me. I'll say it again, I didn't invent this, I didn't come up with it, I was handed this. I'm a recipient of a generation, a generation or even a couple of generations, we could say, that knew about Jesus and didn't fail to keep that truth alive and pass it on to my generation. The Bible I'm preaching out of tonight was a Bible given to me by my grandfather on my 21st birthday. I got saved when I was 21 years old, and my grandpa bought me this Bible. It's an old school Bible. And he signed the front of it and put a note, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. He handed this to me. I'm a recipient of that generation's faithfulness to carry forth the truth of the gospel to my generation. I'm thankful and I'm indebted to those who have gone before me. I don't make a mock of their ministries. I don't talk bad about them. I don't look for flaws in the men that have gone before me. I, I, I'm not part of that crowd. I'm not on that bandwagon of people who want to try to find every little problem in the former generation. I thank God for the path that's been laid and the trail that's been blazed and the baton that's been handed to my generation. The reason I'm here tonight doing what I'm doing is because a former generation sang about Jesus. There was a former generation that taught about Jesus. There was a former generation that preached about Jesus. There was a former generation that shared the news of Jesus. They didn't let the truth die out. But there's a generation before us that passed to us the truth that there is a man, a, a Lord, a Savior, a God in heaven, and Jesus is His name. I, I'm convinced, and I, I'm scared to death if I be honest with you about the condition of our nation. I'm convinced we're living right on the edge of a generation that has little knowledge of the fact that there is a God in heaven. They don't know who Jesus is. That's almost where we are in America. I fear for my family. I fear for my baby. He'll be one year old tomorrow, and I wonder what America is going to be like when he is my age. I fear for our churches. I travel the country, and it'd be hard-pressed for me to find a church I don't want to be a member of. You be alright? I'm talking about independent fundamental Baptist churches. Changing. I fear for it. I I fear for the younger generation. I fear for what I'm seeing. And I say it's time for somebody to get serious about this thing. And listen, there's more to life than playing video games or shooting a ball through a hoop or just punching a time clock and making a dollar. We've been handed some truth this evening, and a generation needs to know that there is a God in heaven. There is a Savior named Jesus Christ, and they need someone to carry that truth to their generation. I think we can already see the effects of a society that's almost lost the truth that there is a Lord, a God in heaven, there is a Savior named Jesus Christ. I think we can see it. I, I, I think it was back in the summer, the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., they have a, a driver's license, now they'll issue, and on the sex, on the driver's license, it doesn't have an M for male or an F for female, it just says X for somebody who doesn't really know what gender they are. I think it was two years ago that they passed in the Supreme Court. They legalized it all across America. Same-sex marriage became legal all across America. When that happened, it broke my heart, not so much for me, but for you, for your generation, for the America that you're going to grow up in. And can I say it's time somebody gets serious about this thing. Somebody's going to have to pick up the ball. Somebody's going to have to catch the truth that's being passed down to you. And let me set the scene. Israel uh, is in bondage in Egypt. Israel's working for Pharaoh. They know what it is to have the whip of the taskmaster crack across their back. They know what it is to work under the hot sun. They have their hands uh, up to the elbow in the muck and mire of Egypt making bricks for Pharaoh's treasure cities. Their life is hard. They're heavily afflicted. They're in bondage. They're not living a life of liberty. They're in bondage. They're not enjoying uh, their life. They have sorrow upon sorrow. They have a hard life there in Egypt land. But listen, it hadn't always been that way. There have been days when the people of God in Egypt had enjoyed their existence. There had been days of blessing. There had been days of joy. There had been days of favor. There had been days where the hand of God was upon their life. And they enjoyed their life there uh, in, in Egypt. But something had changed. Something had taken place. And here's the key. The Bible said there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew... Not Joseph. It all comes back to that. As long as Joseph was preached, as long as Joseph was lifted up, as long as Joseph was uh, sung about, as long as Joseph was made known, the people of God prospered. But there came a time when they let the truth of Joseph lie idle, fall in the streets, and then bondage came, uh, sorrow came, and heartache came. It, didn't always, it wasn't always like that. It didn't used to be like that, but that's how it was in Exodus chapter 1. Now, there had been better days though. There had been days of favor. There had been days of grace. There had been days of blessing. There had been days of revival. There had been days of joy. There had been days of peace. But those days aren't in Exodus chapter one. But there used to be days like that. And here's why they'd taken that truth of Joseph and they'd faithfully passed it down from generation to to generation. They hadn't let the truth fall and lay there but faithfully. A father would tell his son. A mother would tell her daughter. And so on and so on. They passed the truth down about this great man, this exalted man, this man named Joseph who'd done so much for them. I can see it in my mind as maybe, uh, I'm scared to death to do this, but I can't preach from this far away from you. i got to get down here. I can see it in my mind as a uh, as a grandmother maybe grabs her granddaughter and pulls her clothes and says, I'm going to tell you a story. It's the greatest story you've ever heard. It's a story unlike any other story. There's a man who's done for us what no one else could do for us. He changed our situation. He gave us a place here. He's provided for us. And oh, the blessings we enjoy are because of the merit of this man. I want to tell you about a man named Joseph. I can see where maybe a daddy would pull his son close and say, Son, let me talk to you for a little while. I want to tell you about a man unlike any other man. I want to tell you a story unlike any other story. I want to tell you about a man who's done for us what nobody else can do for us. The reason you're so blessed is because of that man. I want to tell you about Joseph. Now listen, don't you forget it. You're going to need to remember Remember this. That's why we're favored. That's why we're blessed. That's why we enjoy what we enjoy. Because Joseph has been good in our life. I can see as that mother grabs her daughter. and said, let me start at the beginning. There was a man by the name of Jacob. Jacob married a girl named Rachel. And Rachel was barren. She couldn't have children. It was impossible for her to have children. The doctor said it couldn't happen. Nature said it couldn't happen. But God said otherwise. God did in her life... What nobody else could do. And a miracle took place. That lady that was barren gave birth to a boy by the name of Joseph. He had a miraculous, amazing birth. Now, don't you forget that. Don't you let it fall. Hey, listen, Joseph wasn't born like you were born. He had a different kind of birth. He had a special birth. Don't you forget that. It's important to remember that Joseph was born unlike anybody else was born. But it didn't stop there. I can see as that daddy pulled his son and said, let me. Let me tell you some more about Joseph. Joseph, because of his birth, was beloved of his father. His father loved him more than all the other brethren. He favored Joseph. He adorned him with a coat of many colors. He gave him a name that was above every name. Boy, the father sure did love Joseph. Don't you forget that. He was the most beloved son of his father. It's important that you don't let that truth fall in the street. You remember that truth, that Joseph had a miraculous birth and he was beloved. Loved of his father. But don't forget this. I can see that mother pulled her daughter in and said, let me tell you something else about him. Because the father loved him so, his brethren despised and rejected him. They couldn't stand him. They didn't like Joseph at all. They were jealous of Joseph. They couldn't stand the favor the father had put on him, so he would go unto them his own and they received him not now don't you forget that his own received him not his brethren rejected him don't you let that fall that's the truth we've got to keep it going listen Joseph was the most beloved son of his father but his brethren despised him I can see as that mother pulled her daughter close and said let me tell you something else about him there was a day when he went to check on his brethren and his brethren schemed against him and they rejected him and they cast him down in a pit that had no water in it whatsoever they threw Joseph in a pit. Don't you forget, Joseph went down into a pit. His brethren put him there. They sold him into slavery for silver. Don't you forget about that. Joseph was despised and rejected by his brethren. I can see as that daddy pulls his boy in tight and says, let me tell you something else about Joseph. It didn't stop there. He didn't stay in the pit. But Joseph came out of that pit. He was brought up forth from the pit. Don't you forget, he didn't stay in the pit. He came out of the pit. Don't you forget it. Don't you let that fall. That's an important truth. Now, listen, Joseph didn't stay in the pit. He came up out of that pit. And I can see that boy saying, I'll remember. I won't forget. I'll remember. Man, that Joseph, he's quite a man, isn't he? I'm telling you, exalted. The most beloved son of the father had a miraculous birth. we was thrown in a pit, but he came up out of that pit. Don't you forget that. We've got to keep it going. That's why we're blessed. That's why we've got favor. That's why it's so good in Egypt, land. Because we know who Joseph is. But it didn't stop there. I can see as that daddy poured his voice and said, let me tell you something else. He came out of that pit and he went off into a far country called Egypt. And while he was there, he was raised to prominence at the right hand of Pharaoh. He was exalted to the right hand of Pharaoh. Don't you forget that. Hey, Joseph, hey, he was raised to prominence. He was exalted to the right hand of Pharaoh. Don't forget that. That's important. He's at the right hand of Pharaoh. Don't let it fall. We've got to remember that. We're blessed because we know who Joseph is, you can't forgive the truth of Joseph. But it didn't stop there. I'd say that mother, Porter daughter, and said, let me tell you this, there was a famine in the land. And if anybody wanted anything, the only one they could get it from was Joseph. Boy, we didn't have bread on the table, we didn't have bread in the cupboard, but Joseph had everything we needed. If we needed to have a need met, something supplied, we had to go through Joseph... To get it. And Joseph supplied our every need. Don't you forget that. Boy, Joseph was exalted. And when we had a need, we went to Joseph. And he supplied our every need. Joseph put the food on our table. He's the one who helped us make the ends meet. He's the one who got us through the hard times. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget about Joseph. Let me tell you something else. I can say that father might have pulled his son in and said, while he was in Egypt, he took a wife of the Egyptians, a Gentile woman. Don't you forget about this. Joseph took a Gentile bride. Don't you forget. That's important that you remember that. Don't you let that fall in the street. Don't you let that truth die. We've got to carry that on to another generation. The reason we're blessed is cause we know who Joseph is. You got to remember his birth. You got to remember that he, the father loved him. You got to remember his brethren rejected him. You got to remember that he went into a pit. But you got to remember he resurrected arose and came out of that pit. You got to remember he was exalted to the right hand of Pharaoh and then he meets everybody's needs and he took a Gentile bride. Then there was a day when Joseph's brethren came before him, those same ones who had despised and rejected him, those same ones who had done him wrong, those same ones who had sold him into slavery, those same ones who had broken his heart, they came before Joseph because they didn't have what they needed and they had to go to Joseph to get it. And as they stood before Joseph, don't you forget this, Joseph looked on them and he could have judged them and cast them out and said, you're not worthy. But Joseph looked on them with mercy and grace and Joseph brought them back and said, hey, you're my president him. He didn't push him aside, but he gave him what they needed and welcomed them. Don't you forget, Joseph was a man of grace. He's a man of mercy. He's a man of love. He's a man of redemption. He's a man who overlooks faults. He's a man who can meet needs. He's the man who loves those who aren't worthy of his. Don't you forget that? Don't you let that truth die? That's why we're blessed. That's why we have favor here in egypt land. And I can see from generation to generation, they would pass that truth on faithfully. They didn't let it die. They didn't let it fall. They didn't let it just lie idle. But generation after generation shared that truth with another generation. And because of that, the blessings of God were upon the children of Israel. But then there came a day. And light turned to darkness. And joy turned to sorrow. And revival turned to bondage. Why? Because nobody caught the ball. Nobody kept carrying the truth forth. Nobody was there when they threw it. It just, it just laid there. Idle. And you know what happened? Captivity happened. Bondage happened. Chains happened. The whip of the taskmaster happened. Why? All because they forgot who Joseph was. Now here it is. We're living in a day, if you and I aren't careful, we're going to be in an America where they don't know... Who Jesus is. And you want to know why we're blessed? We're not blessed because of you. And we're not blessed because of me. We're blessed because of Him. Amen. Every good gift and every loving thing we have, He comes from God Almighty. And the reason God has smiled on America is not because we're good. It's because He's good. And we've lifted Him up and bragged on Him and preached about Him. But I'll tell you this, if you don't get serious about this thing and decide to pick up the ball and catch the past and keep the truth rolling. Can I say that we're going to go from light to darkness? We're going to go from liberty to captivity. We're going to go from revival to needing restored. We're going to go, hey, from the blessings to being in bondage. Somebody's got to get serious. It's not time, hey, to get on Twitter and gain followers. It's time to get serious about the truth. It's not time just to play video games. It's time to pick up the truth. It's not time just to go through the motions. It's time somebody gets serious about the truth. Can I tell you, somebody? Pass me the truth tonight. That's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. And I'm here to pass it to you. I'm here to see who's gonna catch it. Who, what young man wants to catch the truth tonight? What young lady will catch the truth tonight? Somebody's gonna to carry it on to another generation. Here it is. Somebody passed me the truth. They said, Brother Cooper, let me tell you about a man. A man unlike any other man. A man, because of him we've been blessed.
1: Because of Him, we've been favored.
0: Because of Him, we've had good things bestowed on us. I know we're in a foreign country. I know we're in a, in a spiritual Egypt. But we've had it good here. And here's why. There's a man. Unlike any other man. His name is Jesus. You say, what do you mean? He had a miraculous birth. He wasn't born like you were born. He wasn't born like I was born. He's the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. He wasn't born of sinful men. He was conceived in the womb of a virgin in Mary by the very Holy Spirit of God. And that means sin wasn't in Him. Thank God He wasn't a sinful Savior. He's a sinless Savior. He wasn't born like Buddha was born. He wasn't born like Muhammad was born. He wasn't born like you were born. He wasn't born like Trump was born. He wasn't born like Hillary. He was born. He's a God man. He was conceived, incarnate God from the womb of a virgin, conceived by the Holy. Don't you forget that Jesus was virgin born. We got to keep that going, fellas. We can't let that truth fall. That's a big deal. He's got to be a sinless Savior. He's got to be a virgin born Son of God. Don't you let that fall. You've got to keep it going. But it didn't stop there. He's the most beloved Son of the Father. God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Amen. And every tongue will confess there's no name above that name. You say, what about? Doesn't matter. Second place. But second place. Doesn't matter who it is. He's the most beloved son of the Father. Joseph came unto his own. They received him not. Let me pass you some truth. Jesus came unto his own. I'll hand you the truth, sis. And his own received him not. You see, what do you mean? He was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners. But can I say those sinners that He came to save took Jesus and nailed Him to an old rugged cross. Don't you forget this. Jesus died on the cross for my sin and He died on the cross for your sin. That's an important truth. Don't you let it fall. We've got to remember Jesus died for us. It was our sin that nailed Him there. He didn't sin. He had our sin laid on Him. Him. He became sin for us. Don't you forget it? He was nailed to a cross. Joseph was thrown in a pit. Jesus was laid in a tomb. Don't you forget that? He was laid in a tomb. Jesus went a tomb. Joseph didn't stay in the pit. Jesus didn't stay in the tomb. Say amen right there. Don't you let that truth die. He didn't stay dead. He's alive. And He lives forevermore. He rose. He's alive. He's at the right hand of the Father. Joseph went to a far country, exalted by Pharaoh. Jesus ascended to heaven. And right now, while you're in a padded chair, He's at the right hand of the Father. I serve a risen Savior that's in the world today. Thank God I've got an advocate. I've got an intercessor. I've got a great high priest. There's one in heaven. Hey, who he vouches for me tonight? Thank God for Joseph. Don't you let that truth die. Jesus was exalted. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, but it didn't stop there. If you wanted bread, you had to go through Joseph. Don't you let this truth die? If you have a need, you know where you get it? You get it through Jesus. Every need supplied, every moment satisfied. Why? My God should supply all my needs. According to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, my Lord. Don't you let that truth die. That means whenever you don't have the make the money to make the ends meet, Jesus was the cattle on a thousand hills. Don't you let that truth die. That means whenever you need tires on your car, Jesus can provide tires for your car. That means whenever you just have enough money for the single and you want the double, say amen right there. Amen. You should go on a diet. But anyway, <laughs> Jesus has enough money for the doubles. Amen right there. He supplies our every need. I thought about this. Joseph's brethren came to stand before Pharaoh. Every shepherd's an abomination to the Egyptians, and they were all shepherds. But Pharaoh gave them not just a pass, but he gave them a place. Why? Because Joseph vouched for them. Don't you let this truth die now. The only reason you and I will ever get there. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And say, how are you going to stand before a thrice holy God, Brother Cooper? Because Jesus is going to vouch for me. I'm an abomination. I'm just a sinner, but I'm saved by grace. Amen? Don't you let that truth fall. Now, here's the message. There was a day when the Apostle Paul caught it. And then there was a day when somebody in the next generation, Timothy, caught it. Going down the line, there was a day when, let's say, George Whitfield caught it. There was a day when a Charles Spurgeon caught it. There was a day when a Billy Sunday caught it. There was a day when a J. Frank Norris caught it. There was a day when a John R. Rice caught it. There's a day when an Oliver B. Green caught that truth. They passed it on. There's a day when a Lester Olaf caught it. They passed it on. There's a day when a Curtis Hudson caught it. There's a day when a Jack Hiles caught it. There's a day when a Jeff Fugit caught it. There's a day when a Dr. Jorgensen caught it. There's a day when a Brother Young caught it. There's a day when I caught it. And here's why they spend the money and Brother Davis does all the labor... And gets all these people to do all these things. They're praying to God that just one person at least would catch it. And can I say what I'm looking for tonight is at least one young man or one lady, young lady who says, in my day, it's not going to die. My generation going to know who Jesus is. Can I tell you, He's still worthy of us to brag on him. He's still the answer for every question, the remedy for every malady. And he is the need. He is the, meet, the way to meet the need of our hour. We got to make sure they know who Jesus is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why don't you ask God to use you tonight? Would you take it and run with it? Would you Amen. keep it going? Don't you let it die now. Let's keep. Let's let's go forward. Always advancing. Amen. To the trumpet sounds. As as close their eyes, we'll have a time of Im- not invitation, but we'll pray, and then I'll turn it over. Right now in your heart, would you ask God to use your life to keep the truth moving forward? Advancing it forward. I see in my mind that ball just lying there idle. Don't let that happen to the truth. Here tonight, say, in your heart, say, God, I want you to use me. Why don't you do that now? Lord, I pray that you'd use these young men, young ladies. God, use us in this generation to make a difference. God, just to keep the truth moving forward. These young ladies will have children one day. I pray they teach their children. Young men will be daddies one day. I pray they teach their children. I pray for preachers, missionaries, evangelists to be raised up out of this generation. I pray you bless the rest of the service now in Jesus' name. Amen.